This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 187. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. Well, today we're going to talk Aquavit and mix some Aquavit cocktails with Martin Miller and Thomas Anderson. They're from Copenhagen and they have a blog called Cocktails of Copenhagen. And uh, they know a lot more than I do about this traditional Scandinavian spirit. We'll do a cocktail of the week called Eric the Red when we talk to Martin and Thomas. Uh, But first, let's do a book of the week. And it's Sasha Petrosky's Regarding Cocktails. As you may know, recently, uh, about well, close to a year ago now, Sasha sadly p- passed away uh, way too early. He was a true innovator in the cocktail world. He opened uh, Milk and Honey on Eldridge Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan on New Year's Eve 1999, which was quite early in the uh, so-called uh, cocktail renaissance, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, But he inspired an entire generation of bartenders. In the foreword of this book, Dale DeGroff, who was a mentor of Sasha, says... He changed our business profoundly and brought thousands of talented young people to the profession by simply being himself, curious, innovative, and a fundamentally decent human being. Nice tribute there by Dale. I never had the honor of meeting uh, Sasha, but uh, he's certainly had a huge influence on our business. And uh, Robert Simonson wrote in the New York Times after Sasha passed away, Mr. Petrosky's role in the modern cocktail revival is difficult to overstate. So this book is just ready to be released as I record this. It comes out next week on Halloween of 2016, and you can pre-order it on Amazon, and I'll have a link to it up on bartenderjourney.net. Here's to you, Sasha. All right, let's talk Aquavit with Martin and Thomas in Copenhagen. Oh, man, you have all the bottles in the yeah. background. I can see them. Yeah, you see them? Yeah. And look, I, got, I have two Aquavits made in America, believe it or not. Really? <laughs> yeah. This one's made by uh, Venus Spirits. And then this one, Fest, Festling, Aquavit. Right. Cool. Festling, cool. that means, uh, what's the direct yeah, translation? Yeah, festive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me today on the show, guys. We've been trying to set this up for the longest time. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Yeah, great. Well, uh, your blog is um, cocktailsofcopenhagen.dk. Well, uh, that was cool. You guys contacted me and uh, wanted to talk about Aquavit. And I, I, that's something we never talked about on the show, and it's a great idea. Awesome. Good. Yeah, we thought so, too. It's the um, it's the native Scandinavian spirit, so we thought that uh, it's something that we, as being based in Copenhagen, should be promoting. <laughs> right, right. Well, cool. Well, what can you tell us about it? I mean, uh, for those of us uh, who know very little about it. Yeah, no. So it's um, it's it's an interesting uh, category, really. I think um, it's it's easily most easily compared to to gin, probably, in in the way that it that it tastes. Although it's it's much more clear and and direct in in the taste. Um, I, I think the reason why it's it's gathering quite a lot of attention in uh, in Scandinavia at the moment is actually because of, of a lot of the uh, distaste we have for our own um, for our own spirit meaning that that the you can say the traditional way in which we drink it is just uh, shooting it fast ice cold and with uh, in, in a you know festive setting during traditional lunches which means that when you've been Hammering six, seven shots of uh, of the tavla uh, pavit during a during a dinner or a lunch, you'll be very drunk and you'll wake up with bad memories and a and a, and a really bad headache. You'll be priced um, in a very gruesome way next time. Uh, so right, I think right. very much like 
like very much like the the association that people that that some people have with tequila i imagine right um so with the the whole uh nordic cuisine and and nordic uh new nordic food wave that i i think is also um is is also coming to new york now the um you you can say that the bartenders in scandinavia have started taking up our own traditional spirit and and um experimenting with that and seeing what what can we do and how can we how can we pair this how can we pair this special you can say native scandinavian spirit with with our own native ingredients and and that's really you know how we've uh, come across it again and you can say rediscovered uh aquaviet by visiting the different uh bars around copenhagen all right and so the bartenders are doing interesting things uh in cocktails with it huh oh definitely definitely yeah so it's uh i mean aquaviet is defined by uh, having uh dominant flavors of caraway and or dill uh so and in that sense it's 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 pretty unique and it's uh, really different compared to other types of spirits uh, so it's interesting to work with with in the, in that sense, um, and matches up really well with uh, different all the different Danish or Scandinavian uh, herbs roots. Um, so it's 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 an interesting uh, product to work with for sure. All right, well, I think we should taste some. I all think right. we should. <laughs> you guys have some with you? Yeah. So so we have. I think that the good one to start with is probably um, the uh, Albo. Tafel one. Now you brought up the jubileum, I think. Um, so that one exactly. This is um, this one is is a really traditional uh, Danish. Uh, it, it's the tradi- traditional Danish aquavit, and it's distilled oops, only on um, only on caraway. Now is it the um, is the caraway added in a similar way as gin, where th- through uh, you know how gin is uh, the botanicals are added during di- distillation. In the evaporation process, is is that the same uh, same sort of process, or is the actual raw material um, caraway seeds and things, or, or which? caraway seeds are the actual um, oh. raw material? Well, together with all the other carbohydrates, mostly potatoes, right? Since, oh, since we're yeah, a potato producing region. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so, but but you'll find um, you'll find really really heavy uh, caraway notes. Mm-hmm. In, in Le- lemon oil as well. What's mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I get lemon oil right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I go to a lot of tastings and things, you know, and I, and I hate when you have to sit there with uh, the bottles in front or the glasses in front of you for half an hour while people talk <laughs> before you <laughs> get to crazy. taste anything. It happens all the time. So I always, I always swore any tasting that I ran, ran you know, in, within five minutes we're going to be uh, consuming something. Dive <laughs> straight into it, yeah. Like all right. So, um, so what is this – particular style is are there different categories as there are in gin london dry etc cetera, etc cetera, or uh how, how would you describe this particular one that we're drinking now well so it's not it's not really defined ex- exactly like that comparable to gin but uh but as martin said this is uh, like a pure caraway distillate so it's a it's very pure in in in, in that scent and very distinct uh so you get a lot of the caraway in the citrus yeah you sure do yeah uh, and uh, that's like so. That's what makes this uh, a lot of the bartenders we talk to here in Copenhagen. Actually, uh, when we talk about aquavit, um, often prefer this 
this particular product because it's so distinct and so clearly acrylate uh, because nothing else is added. So it's like just it's acrylate caraway, acrylate straight in your face. Mm. Um, so that's well, that, that will also be what is what will be coming through when when you use it for um, making cocktails, right? So mm. if you want strong um, caraway flavors, uh, this this will be uh, the the standard acrylate to use. And and I think in in terms of of categories, as as Thomas said, there are no there are no particular or you can say official categories of aquavit, but it's very easy to distinguish a a a Danish aquavit like this one from a Norwegian aquavit and from a, a Swedish aquavit, um, where the the Danish ones will be the, the the clearer ones, the ones that are very simple in their taste. So so being only caraway, uh, mm-hmm. or being only dill. Unfortunately, I don't know if you if one of the American ones you have are, are dill aquavits, Brian, but the um, but but that's a traditional Danish um, um, being that they are only made with with one of the uh, of the key ingredients. Whereas when you go to Sweden, they will be more they'll be more light, so the the ABV won't be as high. They'll have more floral notes. Often they are com- combined with um, with other botanicals, um, uh, so uh, elderflower or or something like that that sweetens it a little bit. Mm. Um, and then when you get to Norway, but well, that's also because of the way uh, you drink it, right? What you drink it with. Uh, in Denmark, you'll be drinking it for um, when you celebrate um, Easter or when you celebrate uh, Christmas a lot. You, when you host Christmas lunches, you'll be serving pickled herring. Uh, so pickled raw fish, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. fat. Um, and aquavit is is excellent with it. It's just a, sounds fabulous. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> but in, in Sweden they they have crayfish parties, so they eat a lot of crayfish, and crayfish are more kind of uh, light and not as fat. Mm. So a lighter aquavit is is also better for our. Right. Um, yeah. Well, this this one here from uh, from Venus Spirits, they actually. Uh, they name uh, sort of the uh, the characteristics or the or I guess the ingredients really. They they have uh, caraway seeds. I don't know if you can see this, but there's a bunch of little. Uh, it's very small, but um, it shows uh, a bunch of different ingredients, and some have X's and some don't. So car- this so this one has caraway seeds, has coriander, does not have dill, does not have fennel. Okay. Does have <laughs> does have star of anise. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's does have uh, like very juniper. transparent. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, does not have cumin and does have orange. So, okay. Uh, oh, really? Cool. Oh, interesting. This is batch number one. <laughs> Look at that. Handwritten batch number one. That's that cool. could sound like, uh, well, except for the fact that um, that it's not cask aged, it could actually be a, um, it, it could be a Norwegian spirit or the one Thomas is holding here. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, I, I don't think we have this one, Brian, but... Uh, Oh, it froze the screen. We're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that is a great thing. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more of that these days is that transparency we're talking about, you know, what what's in your products. I mean, you know, I guess traditionally people like to keep that sort of thing secret, thinking that somebody's going to copy their product. But I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other variables in it, right? And then, But people nowadays really want to, really want to know what they what they eat and what's what's in what they eat and what's in what they drink right so mm. i think it's it's a great move yeah absolutely 
and with the growth of you know even consumers and and hobbyists and and enthusiasts you know going to events and and um and and going through this process like what well what do you smell what do you you know and then it's it's nice to know that uh what you smell is actually in the bottle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it reminds me of uh, one of the brands that we spoke to recently is uh, is a brand new brand. They've only produced one batch until now. They're called Via, which means we are. Uh, and they produced a, a very Danish style aquavit. And they actually put on the bottle uh, exactly where in Denmark their botanicals have been harvested. Uh, and they put, you know, they get the, uh, the people who harvest the botanicals for restaurants like Noma and Geranium which are among the, the best restaurants in, in the world, right? He gets those people to harvest his botanicals uh, and put them in the uh, in the bottle. I mean, it's, it's a really cool story. It's also a, a great product, but it's also transparent. You know, exactly where did it come from? What what was the exact berry that was, uh, that was picked for this? It's really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. And you see, um, you know, a lot of, grain to glass uh, situations these days and uh, that that's a great thing where you see the you know the grains made over there and they harvest it over here and they put it in the still right here and then they put it in the bottle right there it's great uh, so some of the brands are, are sort of transitioning towards that type of thing like um, for instance uh, whistle pig rye they uh, you know they they're actually they started up the company and they they purchase uh, a good amount of their um, liquid uh in the beginning but now they're start they're transitioning to uh you know first of all they have to grow the stuff and then they have to it has to age for a while and the companies of course need to make some money in the meantime so uh but they're making great great stuff even with uh what they purchased but uh i, I took a trip up to their farm and it was you know they have 13 acre 1300 acres of grain growing there you know and of rye and uh so that you know their their true grain to glass is is it's coming you know it takes it takes some time it does. It does. No, it, it, it's interesting with this, you know, how long time it uh, it takes, and and maybe that's a it's a it's a good transition to uh, to one of the other products that you have behind you, which is the um, which is the Linea Aquavit. The Nordic, um, the Norway, so Norwegian product. Is there is there any? Uh, there's a hint of sweetness in an Aquavit. Is there sugar added after? Or do you know? No. 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 There's not. Just, uh, so you get do you get sweetness from the um, from the Alborg one? From the, I think a little bit of sweetness, and uh, I mean it may be more the texture because it has a real you know it coats your tongue and it has it has the the texture of a almost the texture of a liqueur. Uh, I mean not 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 that extreme, but more so than I would say you know a bourbon or something. So that I think I think it was the the um, the mouthfeel that made me wonder about the sugar more than the the sweetness level. Well, this one will make you wonder even more. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a <laughs> cascade. Yeah. Okay. So this is okay. Norway, and uh, so how would you describe this style, the Norwegian style? So um, Norwegian is Norwegian aquavits are the only ones in um, in Scandinavia that are uh, barrel aged. Uh, and it, it's it's a pretty funny story actually because um, once the um, once the Norwegians were figured out that they could actually distill um, that they could distill alcohol on potatoes, the amount of potatoes grown in Norway increased. Uh, I think significantly, significantly <laughs> like a hundred times at, at least. Um, and uh, this Norwegian entrepreneur called um, Jan Lysholm, uh, he had a business where he made medicinal uh, potato spirit. And he had this great idea of exporting it to uh, Indonesia, I believe it was. 
So he decided to um, to put this uh, medicinal potato spirit in some casks and ship it to Indonesia. But when they came there, the, it, it turns out the locals, this was in the 1800s, turns out that the locals liked um, Arak much, much, much better, which Arak, is, I don't know if the you know, stuff. is a local a local style spirit in, in, uh, in Indonesia, India, Malaysia, and so forth. So he had to ship his product all the way back to Norway, which means that the, the ship crossed the equator twice. So when they came back and they tasted this spirit, they figured out that the uh, the, the caraway and, and fennel notes of the alcohol were actually much more protruded and, and the, the alcohol had gathered this sort of rounded taste that you can probably um, uh, smell in this, um, in, in, in this glass. I mean, they, yeah. they, they were, the product was basically, you know, barrel aged at sea, right? Mm. Uh, in right, oak, right. oak barrels. So there's, there's, there's a, um, Bourbon doing that now on purpose. They're they're uh, they actually send it on boats uh, around for for I forget how long six months or, or a year maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a six months trip, right? And you would think um, you would think that it's uh, you can actually see if you turn the bottle around and you look on the inside of the um, in the inside the of the label, you can see the trip that that yeah. particular bottle has taken on the ship that has been on. Oh, the oh, they're still doing it. They're they're actually still doing that. Yeah, yeah, they do they it are. to this day. Oh, so cool. you would oh, actually wow. think that this is a um, that this is a marketing trick, right? But but their um, their particular uh, their R and D department has actually experimented with um, like twisting and turning the barrels, like kind of imitating you know the roll rollings at sea, the but, temperature changes <laughs> and everything. But they haven't been able to recreate the uh, the product that they get from actually having the product at sea. Which means that obviously, getting back to the time aspect that you were mentioning before, Brian, the that that the you have a lot of product at sea all the time, <laughs> so you don't have it easily available, and you need to to, to plan well, right? But um, what do you think? It's nice. It's nice. I I, I really enjoyed the the first one that that caraway seed taste just hit you over the head i mean when i when i was a kid i used to love rye bread with caraway seeds you know and it just takes me right takes me right back to that you know? <laughs> that, like a tuna fish sandwich you know i can think of being in my mom's kitchen eating that you know <laughs> where the yeah this one the um the caraway seeds are much more uh in the background i mean you you, you really have to think about it to, to taste caraway seed yeah, and you get like the, the kind of some vanilla notes, right, from the oak and stuff. So it's um, they've actually yeah. made a a, a, um, a brand new product, uh, two brand new products where they double H uh, um, the aquavit. So they put them on like uh, Madeira casks and sherry casks after. Mm-hmm. So they're even more, mm-hmm. I mean, even more round and sweet. They're great, but I mean, if if you really like the the hardcore, yeah. you know, caraway in your face stuff. Uh, you uh, you wanna go back to the old board tafelakrivit? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is it's very nice. It's definitely a, a very different style. Mm. It is, but I think it's it's more. This is probably the closest that you get to um, to whiskey or bourbon in the in the Scandinavian tradition, right? It's the only product that you have that that will be um, barrel aged and will be. Uh, complex in the um, in in the flavors, at least of of the ones you have of the there. Base products, of the right, basic yeah. Uh, aquavit, yeah. So, and it's I think most people would prefer to if you if you drink aquavit neat, they would prefer this kind of product uh, compared mm. to the tafel aquavit 
uh, I mean, most Danes, like Tafelakavit is the spirit, is the most sold spirit in Denmark, actually. The first one. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but it's and it's 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 but it's mostly like the older generation, you know, buying huge amounts of it because they they drink it for lunch uh, with their pickled herring and and all that. So a, a lot is consumed. Uh, but I think if you wanna, most uh, people in the younger generation would probably prefer prefer to mix it, you know, and um, and not drink it neat. Maybe mix it. You know, it's great with tonic. You know, a tough acrobat mm-hmm. with tonic and a slice of cucumber. It's wonderful. That sounds great. I mean, if you have I a tonic like around, I would uh, recommend you to just uh, mix something up and, and try it after the show. It's really. It's it, 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 ginger beer even also. Yeah, it's really really good to mix it with. What was that? Ginger beer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that. A Nordic Mule, I think, is uh, if you pour some elderflower liqueur in there, it turns into a Nordic Mule, as uh, as one of our bartender friends have have uh, experienced. It's one of their signature drinks, and it's it's really a great way to experience the tablet. Yeah, we yeah we fe- featured that one as one of the cocktails in our recent uh, mm. book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to talk about your book. Let's not forget. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm going to go to the third bottle. It says a tribute to Danish aquavit, and it is. So this is a, this is a tribute to the the uh, the guy uh, Isidor Henius who invented Danish um, Danish aquavit, right? And this is a more this is a more smooth um, type of aquavit. You'll get more of the a little bit of the the vanilla note actually. Yeah, let's start with the color first of all this this has some color as well so is, does, does this see oak yeah it does it does um it, it's on it, it's on white oak with with um a little bit of so this is a more complex you can say distillate it has also the um the dill in there together with the um with with the caraway and then it has a short finish on um and I think American oak, um, and it's it's a bit of a of a sweeter um, of a of a sweeter aquavit, I would say, especially in the uh, in the Danish tradition. Um, it, it's it's a tribute in the way that it's called a, a, a jubilee aquavit. So it's been um, you, you can say it was celebrated when when they had a, a jubilee of the Alborg Tafel that you tried before. Uh, the uh, red and white one. Oh wait, here it, here it says right on the bottle, colored with caramel. Ooh. but yeah, very interesting nose. Yeah, so it's definitely much like sweeter and rounder compared mm. to the more pure distillates. Yeah, sweeter for sure. Uh, I like I like the dill aspect to it though. Yeah, yeah, I like that very much. You uh, one of your cocktails has uh, mustard in it. I remember which. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I was just at a cocktail competition the other night. And uh, my friend Stephanie won, and she had a little mustard in her in her winning oh, contest. Really? <laughs> yeah, wow! <laughs> it was a really cool event. There was about eight or ten bartenders, and they each made two drinks. And it was a great band, and it was loud and fun. It was it was really fun. Now you should uh, send us the recipe. Maybe we can make an ebook on mustard cocktails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the world's first mustard cocktail book. <laughs> One of the. Um oldest cocktail bars in, in Copenhagen makes a sour mm-hmm. with um, with a little bit of apple liqueur also. Okay. It, it's That's a really delicious, uh, really delicious sour, actually. Mm. My 
boss or the bar manager who trained who trained me back in the day, uh, Hadip Singh Rehal, um, was uh, when he was working at Bar Rouge in Copenhagen. He won the title of being Denmark Denmark's best uh, bartender in 2007, and uh, the cocktail he won with was a uh, Akavit cocktail. Not based, but um, a very, very elegant and nice cocktail with Jubilee Aquavit, gin mm. and maraschino liqueur. Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of flavors in there. That's yeah, good. yeah, it is. <laughs> he really made it. He really pulled it off with that yeah. one. Yeah. And I think he he actually started the way that uh, at least we hear a lot of of American bartenders are starting to use Aquavit with, you know, a little bit in the drink to more be a supporting component. So e- either sort of rinsing the glass or adding a bar spoon here and there, rather than actually basing a cocktail on uh, on Aquavit. So that mm. was almost ten years ago that that he started doing that in um, in Copenhagen, and now we're at the point where you know any bar that has a little bit of respect for itself will have at least one cocktail. That that's completely based on one of the sorts of aquavit that you've uh, that you've got behind you. Yeah, at least in, in Copenhagen. In Copenhagen. Well, uh, I wish you guys could join me in tasting these American ones, but I think uh, since we're on the subject, we should try them. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. So this is uh, Festlig. Festlig. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Festlig. Festlig. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so that is a Danish word, uh, like meaning literally, literally translated, meaning uh, festive. festive. All right. All right. Uh, so distilled and bottled by House Spirits Distillery in Portland, Oregon. Now that's really a center, also now, isn't it, for um, sort of craft distilleries? Oh, it's it's amazing. I've I've actually never been there. I'd love to go. There's so much going on there. Mm. And see, now this I get anise right away, licorice. Mm-hmm. Like, and does uh, that one have this specified on what's in it? I don't think so. Let's see. The Scandinavians are an adventurous people with a long history of setting out for new lands across vast oceans. From this traveling spirit grew one of their strongest traditions. Wherever sailor, whenever sailors returned home, they were greeted with a glass of aquavit. Today, the tradition continues. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy this exceptionally balanced contemporary aquavit on ice, neat, or as a full-bodied substitution in your favorite cocktail. And they have a uh, Bloody Mary recipe here. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll go really well in a in a Bloody Mary format. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you guys. I have a um, I'm working with a bartender now who's from uh, India, and uh, the first time he saw me making a Bloody Mary mix, he said he says uh, horseradish and Bloody Mary. That's the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I like that, and no man, that's how we make them in America. I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever heard of that? Horseradish? Um, no, I've. Never had horseradish in a. Uh, oh, I don't think either, but I can see it working really well. Right, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. If you if you ever have um, shrimp cocktail with a cocktail sauce, yeah, that's that's exactly what my Bloody Mary tastes like. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> nice. Wonderful. Yeah, you should you should try and play around around with it with the with the first one we tried, Tafel Aquavit. That'll be that'll be really that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah, or the second one with a dill would be nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be good too. Yeah, we do. We actually one of the cocktails in our uh, ebook is um, with dill aquavit and uh, beetroot. Yeah. Uh, so it's a long drink: beetroot, ginger, and dill. Um, and it was a dry, a dried beetroot powder, right? No, no, it's no, a, beetroot oh, juice. Beetroot juice. Oh, beetroot juice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a crossbreed between a Bloody Mary and a Dark and Stormy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, so is anise flavor common in in uh, Aquavit or no? 
a lot of them have uh, fennel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely one of the aroma components in many of the Yakovits for sure. Mm. Actually, in our um, in the book that we uh, that we published, so what's that? Uh, three three four years ago, we had um, two of the uh, two bartenders from from Copenhagen going to New York for what was the Manhattan Cocktail Classics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the now defunct Manhattan Cocktail Classic. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, to hear that. Yeah, that was a whole to do that was a shame that because it was a great event and somebody dropped the ball i don't know what happened with it so now we have no we have no cocktail week in manhattan anymore it's ridiculous oh, that's a shame <laughs> that sucks that sucks and then we don't have any excuse to go <laughs> uh, actually pretty much every monday is cocktail week in uh for bartenders the, ah, okay. the, brand, the brands put out the brands put on stuff for us all the time it's amazing especially after uh one of our usbg meetings our united states bartenders guild meetings once a month uh, so, I mean, that's always sponsored by a brand and then at a great bar. And then there's usually three or four or five other events put on by uh, other brands uh, the same day because they know everybody's, you know, out and about early and, and looking for something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I can, see, I can imagine that. Because well, so anyway, these two guys uh, went to, uh, like, they were, they were actually asked to go to the Manhattan Classics to uh, give a presentation as two Scandinavian bartenders on Aquavit. Uh, and uh, they saw it as an opportunity to do a lot of research. So they visited a lot of Aquavit distilleries and, and read whatever they could find to, to read up on. Um, and uh, um, it was a really interesting process. And during that process, they actually, after that, they made uh, a, an Aquavit flavor tree. Um, yeah. Which is really, really, really interesting and really nice to work with when you work with Aquavit. It's it's in the ebook, uh, right. but so it, it just describes you know the base um, like flavor and aroma components of Aquavit, and then you know suggests which uh, ingredients will match up well aromatically uh, with the Aquavit. For instance, right. when you choose. Uh, sure, yeah. Some citrus or spice or herbs, like uh, you have a, a whole range of uh, different um, options to choose from, which will go really well together. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love that illustration. It's really, yeah, really it's very, great. very illustrative. It's, it's a nice way to try and to figure out where to start your experimentation with a with a category that that maybe is is a little bit unknown to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's like the uh, the flavor wheels are similar too, and it's and it's so helpful when you're when you especially when you're learning how to taste, and you know you go to these tastings when you're first starting out, you go to these tastings like what do you taste, and like what? Uh, whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then and then people will start shouting th- things out. You're like, oh yeah, I taste that too, you know, or I smell that too. But like it, it takes a long time to be able to, to do that on your own, and uh, I find I feel like I'm finally getting there, but it's uh, it's a great thing. All right. Well, we do a uh, cocktail of the week on the show every week. So uh, we have your your Eric the Red drink. It's very cool. And you guys even sent me in the mail some garnish for that and some licorice powder. So I'm gonna. If you want to tell us about the drink, I'm gonna try to uh, mix one up here for myself. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, this is a it's an interesting interesting drink. I've I made it myself actually. This this one. Uh, normally we feature cocktails on the blog that are signature cocktails from uh, the best cocktail bars in Copenhagen. So we interview some of the best bartenders about uh, their own creations. Uh, But this specific one um, I made myself and I made it for um, a convention, a big event for an American Scandinavian exchange organization that I'm I'm a part of. Uh, We had the convention for some years ago was in Copenhagen. 
uh, and we wanted to serve a cocktail. Um, this was just around the time when we started thinking about creating this blog, and and I've been working as a bartender for a long time, so I wanted to serve a cocktail for all the Americans and the Swedes and Finns and and the regions. Uh, so and then. The challenge was to make like a signature cocktail to this organization. Um, and uh, so I wanted to include ingredients that would represent the different uh, countries participating. So all the Scandinavian countries and, and the U.S. Um, so, so that was the trick. So it, of course, had to be with a uh, oh, nice shake. <laughs> the, 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 uh, it had to be aquavit based um, to some extent. Um, so because that's Akavit is Scandinavian, and uh, I chose uh, a linear Akavit to represent Norway. It's made in Norway and has this. It has this story that Martin told you about, um, um, you know, being matured at sea, crossing the equator twice, um, and uh, <clears throat> I, I mixed that with uh, with bourbon, um, some American bourbon, and found that uh, that actually worked. Uh, those two worked really well together. Uh, sweetened it with acacia honey. Uh, we have a lot of honeybees in Denmark, so honey um, represented uh, Denmark in this uh, in, in this case. And um, so, cheers! Oh, cheers! Oh, you made it there. <laughs> oh, nice with the licorice pipe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys were nice enough to send this all the way over here from Copenhagen, so I better use it. <laughs> My, I, I forgot to buy the uh, raspberry, so I used the raspberry gum syrup, so the color is not quite right. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the raspberries are pretty important in it. Uh, so yeah. they, they represented Sweden. They love raspberries, and uh, they eat a lot of uh, raspberry ice cream. They love to mix their raspberry ice cream with licorice, actually. Uh, but uh, the Scandinavians, who are most fond of licorice, are the Finns. So, so, so I had to include some licorice in the, in the cocktail to represent Finland. And... Um, and licorice just really works works really really well with uh, with uh, raspberries. And actually, the the, the fennel of the linea there's a fennel in in the linea aquavit. Um, so so you have some some licorice uh, notes in the aquavit as well. So uh, that binds it uh, together. And it's uh, it's uh, it's got some lemon in it too. Very nice. Yeah, and this uh, raw licorice powder that you sent over, I, I had never seen that before in my life. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. So this this exact licorice, raw licorice powder that we sent you are from um, a Danish company, actually. We have this guy called Johan Bülow, who's uh, in Denmark called uh, the licorice king, uh, <laughs> the licorice entrepreneur. Uh, he made this uh, big, big company producing only licorice and different uh, licorice products. And it, it's, it, he makes, they make really, really good products. So this uh, particular uh, raw licorice powder is really, really good, very salty. So, and uh, using the powder, they also make licorice syrup, but the powder blends well with the liquid when, when making a cocktail. So it's great for, for cocktail use. Gets a little bit of that foam that you also get from egg white, right? Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, uh, it actually makes the, the cocktail foamy. And it, 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 it has, you really notice the licorice in the aftertaste a lot. And I find that acacia honey uh, is, is just a perfect sweetener for, for aquavit. I find that the, the, if you use sugar, it's, it's a bit, the sweetness is a bit, kind of if this makes sense a bit too far cloying probably yeah because uh, like honey is just more more round it's more um dense it's more it's fat like thick and uh, it just it just binds better but mixes better with the aquavit i find 
Yeah, it's a very nice drink. I'm sorry, I forgot to buy the actual um, raspberries, but yeah, this is a uh, raspberry gum syrup from uh, Small Hand Foods. It's actually quite delicious. So yeah. is it is it, uh, is it sweet? This one. It is. Yeah. So I cut back on the on the honey syrup quite a bit. Okay. Okay. So how, how do you find it? The cocktail. It's really interesting. The um, the you know I don't I don't play with licorice flavors that often because uh, I don't know I've never been a fan of maybe I have that. Um, that bad memory, like of Sambuca that you were talking about, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I can see that, but yeah, this is really nice. The, it, it's, it's different. It's, it's unusual. Good. It's great. The, um, the bourbon goes nicely actually with the sort of, um, the aquavit, aquavit and the, and the licorice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, I Very think, nice. I think so too. So, so the aquavit is actually not so, so much in the forefront in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it, as you said, it, it actually works really well with the with the bourbon and licorice is just all over Scandinavia. We uh-huh. need a lot of licorice, and people find it so strange when they come and visit. Um, and Americans especially don't like it. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's just it's a very Scandinavian thing, and um, so it, it had to go in. So uh, remind everybody what what the blog is again. Okay, well, so so the blog is a, a blog on it's a cocktail blog. Of course, and uh, it's uh, we write about um, we write about signature cocktails from the best bars in Copenhagen. The blog is called Cocktails of Copenhagen. Uh, the domain is Cocktails of Copenhagen. Dk, um, and uh, so we visit the best bars in Copenhagen, interview uh, the bartenders and the owners, write about a piece on the bar, describing the bar, um, and uh, so you can use it. You can you can use the blog as a guide when you visit Copenhagen. Um, to see which bars you want to visit, and uh, we write a profile article on the on the bartender, and then we write uh, a piece on each cocktail they present us with. We always ask them to present us with three, four, or five of the signature uh, signature cocktails. Uh, so we really wanted to do uh, what we saw was that um, like for the past past ten years, uh, great cocktail bars have just boomed in, in in Copenhagen. There are so many at this point, and the level is really really high. Um, so we wanted to put the spotlight on the spotlight on this, but what we also saw was that um, besides, I mean, the first bars that popped up were kind of you know reinterpreting or interpreting the um, uh, the American bar, you know, the um, speakeasy the style bar. Uh, right. But but uh, as more and more came, we saw that. Um, um, many of these bars and bartenders actually started to to become um, really creative on their own, kind of interpreting local ingredients. Kind of in the in the wake of this uh, new Nordic movement we have seen within the restaurants in Scandinavia, where uh, uh, chefs have been, have been aiming to use uh, local local ingredients uh, and and cook like in a minimalistic style with an emphasis on sustainability and purity. Um, we saw this this happening in the bars as well, but not people, not many people were no, were noticing actually, no. and and a lot of uh, food blocks popped up at this time, um, but but none about uh, drinks or bars. Mm. So so we we just really wanted to bring this out into yeah. the light and uh, kind of showcase this um, this immense creativity that we saw happening happening in the bars. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it's, it really is a window cool. into the into you know 
Copenhagen's cocktail culture. If you visit as a tourist, great as a as a guide, and if you just want to get a look in and don't have the chance to visit, go in and see the you know the creativity that happens in uh, in Scandinavian and, and especially Copenhagen bars also. <laughs> I like I like how Thomas put it better. When you come to visit Copenhagen, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're right. I I can't wait. I, I'm I'm excited to come now. I really want to come. So, uh, and how about the ebook? How about, how can people get a hold of that? Yeah. So go into, um, go into our webpage. So cocktails of Copenhagen.dk and click on any Aquavit cocktail and you'll find a link to it there. Basically. We have, um, a, we actually have a feature on Aquavit. Yeah. Uh, where it's, uh, there's also a link. Yeah. Yeah. So and the, basically it's just signing your name and your email address and then we'll, um, we'll, you'll be able to download the book. Uh, all, all free of charge, covering what 15, uh, 15 recipes on on aquavit cocktails, stirred, shaken, fizzes, sours, mm-hmm. whatever you like. Some <laughs> history on aquavit, how it's made, like uh, the history of it all. Some yeah. information on that. We can send you the link, maybe, and maybe you can feature it with the. Uh... Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely, I'll put a link to, up to it uh, with the show notes that go with this show. Well, guys, it was such a pleasure to speak with you, and uh, yeah, I, I sure hope to uh, meet you in person and share, share a cocktail one of these days. So do we. If, if not, we'll have to just do it virtually like this again. <laughs> it works well, too, for the next ebook. Yeah. All right. Great, guys. Thanks for being my guest. All right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Okay. <laughs> have a good night. Bye. Interesting. I really knew nothing about Aquavit. And, uh, but if you want to get a free copy of Martin Thomas's Aquavit ebook, I'll have a link to it up on bartenderjourney.net. There'll be a link uh, to their blog as well and the recipe for the Eric the Red cocktail. That'll be up on bartenderjourney.net on the posting that goes along with this show. If you have any trouble finding uh, the posting that goes along with this show, you can go over to bartenderjourney.net. And then once you enter the site, you get onto the podcast page. On the right-hand side, there's a search bar, a Google search bar, and you can just type in 187 or Aquavit, and you'll find that posting that goes along with this show. Hey, you know what I just got? A new knife for my bar tool kit. And I love it. It was like maybe less than $9 on Amazon. And I used to hate cutting fruit so much. And now I kind of look forward to it with such a nice sharp knife. I'll put a link to that up on to bartenderjourney.net as well. Hey, do you have anything weird in your bar toolkit? Or what do, you, what do you carry with you when you go to work? I have a bag that's uh, getting bigger and bigger all the time, and I have stuff in there that uh, I might just need during a shift. Uh, not all bar tools, you know. There's uh, other stuff in there as well. A uh, phone charger, of course, not just for me, but for my guests who may ask. Uh, what else? I've got Band-Aids and, uh, you know, a little uh, first aid kit, some, uh, some uh, you know, headache medicine and that kind of thing in case uh, that, that need that. It's uh, something that comes up sometimes. And, uh, hey, what's in your bar tool kit? You know, anything strange or unusual or something you suggest uh, for everybody to carry to work with them? Uh, hey, let me know. Go, to, go over to bartenderjourney.net and use the contact page and uh, let me know what's, what's in your bar kit. Stand by. We do a toast every t- every week at the end of the show, and we'll get to that in just a second. But first, I'll remind you, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. The website, as I mentioned, bartenderjourney.net. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips. You can find me on Instagram. It's bartenderjourney. And Facebook, you can go to Facebook and like that page. Just search for bartenderjourney and like it. All right, here's our toast. And uh, according to Google, <laughs> 
Skal is the Scandinavian toast practiced in its most formal version by the Swedes. The proposer of the toast engages the eye of the person being toasted, and skål is said, a slight bow of the head and a twinkle of the eye, and the aquavit is drained in one gulp. Cheers. Here's to you. We'll see you next time on Bartender Journey. Bartender Journey.